Welcome back. These are Pandemic Pints. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to yet another installment of Pandemic Pints. I am Kieran. And I'm JP. Muchos gracias for joining us today, folks, as we launch into another uh, episode. But Muchos gracias. Oh. Before we get into it, we have a couple of uh, some more non-alcoholic beers to try uh, on our no I'm beer so excited November about charge. These. I have a positive I, attitude towards these. Excellent. Okay, more because, positive than last week. Because Definitely. there's only one way we can go after last week, and that is up. <laughs> oh, last there week's we are horrible. But it says IPA non-alcoholic, which... I guess I didn't want to have like a lager non-alcoholic. I want it to taste like an IPA. There so you go. If this, so this tastes like an IPA, I may, you know, jump. What do you, what do you call it? Uh, I might become a teetotaler. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. Get on the wagon. Get is on the wagon. That's. Do you get on? The, is that a phrase? Get on the wagon to go off like alcohol. Like you fell off the wagon. Is that a phrase that you went back I, on the booze? Um. I don't know. <laughs> i'm not Rel- sure relevant for our conversation today non-alcoholic yeah. beers as we'll get into later um, yeah okay this it looks like a beer right I mean, it's pouring um, like one these, it looks like a very carbonated beer <laughs> these bottles feel like you brewed these at home and you got some stickers and you, just you put them on there yeah, who and, and makes on, this beer? Put them on crookedly at that. <laughs> who who made this beer? I don't so understand. It says it's, it's powered by Perlenbacher. Um, Perlenbacher. Apparently, Irish breweries are not a big fan of the uh, alcoholics. So, 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 so let me let me just tell you where I got this. Uh, this is from a place in eastern France. Um, Suppose your face tells a story today. <laughs> um, this is uh, powered by Perlenbacher, which is uh, brewed in eastern France. Uh, this is Lidl's non-alcoholic <sighs> offering to the table. Jeez, you're now, always trying to save a dime, aren't you? You couldn't now, have gotten something nice for me this weekend, huh? Well, wait, wait till I tell you how much this was. Jeez. No one it's you. You found something for fifty cents. Is what you, I know about you. <laughs> well, no. Well, it it tastes like it was fifty cents. I'll tell you that much. Oh, um, it tastes like. A, <laughs> oh God, this has been so, water out of a boot. Oh, this is great. Uh, this is horrible. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you how much it was. Do you want me to tell you how much it was now, or wait till we rate it? Because when oh, when we rate God. it, this may have an impact on on what you rated us. I I rather, I really just want to get a pint of water and just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is so bad. I'll, I'll tell you at the end how much it was. Uh, oh, God. Anyway. Can, can you take it back? Can you put it back in the bottle <laughs> and say... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Let's go with some, uh, some House, housekeeping. Housekeeping. Before, uh, <laughs> before this beer does something bad. So I never, uh, if you if you didn't listen to last week's episode, shame on you. You should have you got to hear all mm. about my plunders. Uh, Kenneth emailed me this week on Friday and was like, "Hey, haven't he heard? Ba- yeah, he's like, hey, I haven't heard back from you. What's the latest? You know, because um, I never responded. I was just like, yeah, I don't know what to even say at this point. 
yeah. um, and in back of my mind, I'm like, I wonder if there's some way I could catch him in the act, you know? But like, I know as soon as they think you're onto them, they're probably just not going to say anything. But mm. um, yeah, I I uh, just got an email from Kenneth, essentially asking things. I still haven't responded. Should I say anything? What should I say? <sighs> You should tell him you were busy listening to this podcast called Pandemic Points. You should check it out. <laughs> I, should, <laughs> specifically, I should send specifically this episode. <laughs> I should send him a link to the episode. That's what I should do. There you go. I think I'll do that. Do. And there you go. We might get one more listener. There you go. Um, <laughs> but apparently being scammed, or I I wasn't scammed, but the Nurban family is a target my, my my mother texted me because i called on a thursday and she's like oh it's been a horrible day here uh, we missed your call but things are falling to pieces our computer's been hacked our comp- oh, no. all our bank accounts and all the numbers have been taken and i'm like what like what? it's just like it's like the sky is falling like essentially it was like this weird thing where they she was recounting that the something popped up letting them know that they were taking over control of their computer and blah, 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 blah. Their computer was hacked. All their information was being stolen. So my dad is freaking out. Now we get these pop-ups all the time, right? You know, like, Oh, your computer has been affected by malware. Mm. Yeah. 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 But we would just exit out of them. I don't really get them that often because I'm a MacBook, but you, we've got pretty good blocker stuff there. But anyways, my dad gave the guy six or some random company in Spain six hundred dollars oh, to no. retrieve all this stuff, which was obviously oh, nothing oh. was stolen. I, I was like, oh, and then I talked to him today, and they're like, I'm like, but no, nobody could get your bank details that quickly. I don't think you know, like, yeah. I don't think it's that quick. That's just scamming, you know, pop ups, and they Gosh. gave it. But they called the credit card company and they canceled the six hundred dollar yeah, charge yeah. and they got they got the money back. But at the end of the day, it was like crazy. Jesus. Right? So scam. Target. Scam. Target, folks. So felt bad for them. Felt bad for them. Um, Absolutely. But explains a lot of things. They'll believe anything, right? That pops up on their computer screen. <laughs> well, that's it, right? Uh, it's yeah. uh, it's a good tactic, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Uh, especially people who wouldn't have grown up with uh, technology like we and younger people have. Who'd be more aware of it, but um, exactly when we talked about that with the uh, disaster, that we did a review of the what was that, the social dilemma, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these little people, yeah, exactly. oh, it's on, it's on internet, it must be true, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there, that's that's the housekeeping for the day. Jeez, unbelievable. Um, today's topic, JP, we, we should front this with massive spoiler alerts. If you haven't, you will know by the time you click on this, the title of the um episode. Uh, if you haven't watched The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, you should probably stop listening now. Your your face every time you drink that beer is amazing. Um, but yeah, we are going to be talking about The the Queen's Gambit. We watched it uh, during this past week. If you haven't heard of it, it is a short series on Netflix. I think there's seven episodes there, each, each roughly 45 minutes to an hour um, long. Um, and yeah, that that's kind of where this episode is going. So we're going to talk about it because we both really enjoyed it, though yeah. I had to push through and watch three episodes back to back last night because uh, yeah. you you insisted we talk about this weekend, which was fun. Mm. 
Um, and I, I, I had this moment last night where I was like, oh, I have to watch this so we could talk about it on the podcast. Where I was like, I wonder, I, I still enjoyed it last night a lot. Right. But there are, I wonder if for people that are movie reviewers or mm. movie critics or even just sports commentators, like the guys that talk in the morning about what happened in the football match last night. Right. Does it ruin it for people? Like, Oh, I have to watch. You have to watch Liver- it that's your the job. Liverpool match because I we have to talk about yeah. it in the morning because it is my job now. Like, does it ruin it? I, I wonder. I, I'd imagine it would. Yeah, I, it it sounds really cool. My job mm. is to watch sports and then talk about them. Yeah, but in some ways, I feel like it could ruin it for you. So Was, wasn't do- wasn't Danny doing that for a while with uh, college football? Yeah, he was like watching, but he was like analyzing and st- the stats and stuff. But status yeah yes. you have to be so status. tuned in because some of the, the beauty about watching sports is it's a bit of a distraction right um but when you actually have to sit and be super tuned in and write notes and so on and so forth it it, it becomes like yeah. like hard work yeah anyways give us a rundown you're a good storyteller tell us the plot are you gonna yeah. give a plot description of the whole thing are you gonna give an overview uh, and ruin it for people or are you just gonna give us the general very very brief Okay, give us a uh, brief Queen's, Yeah, The Queen's Gambit is based on a novel of the same title, which was released in 1983. Really? Uh, it covers, mm. yeah, it covers the story of um, Beth Harmon from her, I suppose, journey from childhood in an orphanage through her struggles with um, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, and then eventually through her triumphant rise through the chess world right the, the the chess ranks um and yeah netflix kind of took it over uh in 2020 decided to make a miniseries the main actress is a girl named anna taylor joy uh who i was reading about holds american british and argentinian citizenships i don't Whoa. know how she managed that in her young 24 years but there you go um so yeah that is a brief overview of the queen's gambit so let's start with your thoughts on chess because i feel like when we went out for a run on tuesday or thursday and you mentioned the the show you're like you were you seemed surprised you liked it because you're like yeah i did chess right Right. it's about chess yeah well so i've played chess right um in the past i don't i'm not i'm not good at it like i don't know like the level of depth that obviously proper chess players go into and you know they name all the tiles on the board of each individual names and so on and so forth i know the names of the pieces and i know the directions the pieces can move that's pretty much my knowledge of of chess um but i i think from watching it you kind of start not being interested in chess again but you just kind of think about that whole world that maybe you forgotten about for the last however many 20 years and uh Kind of start thinking about you know grandmasters and what what the lay of the landscape is and who's really good and so on and so forth and uh it's something actually we think about being in lockdown and heading towards well we're already in those long dark winter nights right um a game of chess here and there might be a good way to 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 pass the time um it was interesting <laughs> in, from that perspective that's where my mind started going when i started watching it so friday nights no more poker nights we're going chess nights lads <laughs> oh man i love chess 
Yeah. Not a, not a chess player. In sixth grade, I was in the chess club. Right. But we only had one competitive match. But it was it was a big deal. I remember because I went to like a elementary Catholic school in South Carolina, and we played uh, the Jewish school. Mm-hmm. And it was the Jews versus the Catholics. It was like some Jesus. something out of a book. But they actually put it on, in the paper. Like it was a cool thing. Like it wasn't like it was just like a cool way to connect two different types of communities and and yeah and a cultural type event honestly so it was it was actually kind of cool um only competitive match i ever played i i won i i, I beat uh nice. the uh, opponent but uh other than that i wouldn't play a lot of chess I, though i've read a lot about it especially in the last year about mm. just chess masters more from a mastery standpoint i i kind of shared this stuff with you but i'll go ahead and share mm. it again uh, because I think it's kind of interesting, but like, because what I appreciate about the show at one level is the accuracy. I think some people might watch and go, oh, it's fictional. So it's kind of over the top and mm-hmm. how they can just remember stuff and she can walk up to a board and know the move and, this, right. you know, just that stuff. And that's like, she placed at one stage 10 different people or 12 different people at the same time. It's mm-hmm. one versus 12. 12 different boards, you know, that's real. Like, yeah, essentially when you become so competent at chess at a certain level, it becomes for them like words, you know, you look at mm-hmm. words, well, they're a bunch of letters, but they're putting together in a, a sense that we just pick up on them right away, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how they see the board. They just can recognize exactly what that board is and they can remember yeah. it. So, and they can put it into their head. So just like a cool couple of cool facts. If you take a grandmaster or even just a master and mm-hmm. you show them a chessboard, a real chessboard that's a, of a game, mm-hmm. within like two seconds, they can remember that. Whereas mm-hmm. if you, me and you walked up there, it would take us forever to remember where the pieces go. We wouldn't be able to really remember it. But they can remember it like that. But if you move into places that wouldn't actually ever really happen, like just, submit, just throw them all over the, the board and scatter it all over, they can't remember that. So like, it's like you jumbled oh, yeah. 10 letters together that don't make up a word. You wouldn't remember yeah, yeah. the letters, but if it's, you know, any really long word in the English mm. language, you can remember those letters in order easily. So there is, there's that chess memory. It becomes like a language mm. then, which I think is fascinating. And then there mm. was one guy was reading about how he actually would play five players at the same time, but he would play bl- blindfolded. They wouldn't have mm. a blindfold and he would literally, they would just tell him where the moves were. And so that he was playing the entire game in mm. his head, which when you look at, um, what's her name? Anna Beth. Taylor jo- Beth. She's yeah. playing the games in her head. Like that actually right. happens yeah. for certain people. I, so. I think that's the thing. Like you get an appreciation for the, the minds of these people. Like we're, we're talking genius level of, uh, skill that's involved in, in the game of chess. I mean, when you get to that level, right. Um, but we, we should also say you don't have to know anything about Jess to watch the show and, and enjoy it, right? I mean, that's not a yeah. prerequisite, right? It's just um, – and, and I think that's kind of one of the things that makes it makes it so good, right? There's a couple of different elements in here. I think I think everyone loves an underdog, right? And I think Beth was, was an underdog. Everywhere start, she went, right? right? Everywhere, Everywhere she went. Uh, she was not me, liked at school, right? She wasn't at school. She was. She was in a. Her. Her mom died in the in the show. She was put in an orphanage. Um, 
you know, she had that. She was she was um, adopted very, very late in, in life when she was a teenager. The family she went to, they had a lot of problems. Um, and then being a girl chess player in the, I think it was the 60s, obviously had yeah. its own kind of things that, that go with it as well. And then to see her, you know, rise up and, and do what she did. So that underdog story, I think, was a big part of what made it um, really, really good. Yeah, I think also... I think we're fascinated with the prodigies, like the people that are born natural. Yeah. Like you think of Goodwill Hunting, like that movie is cool because you're like, ah, oh, he's so smart. Like, and I think we get kind of blown away by that. So I think that's interesting. But I also think any show about someone achieving mastery of any sport, activity, yeah. you know, does, doesn't matter what it be, their fields. I think we always appreciate the story of someone being exceptional at that so when they're an underdog and they're a mm. female and she has obviously many flaws throughout the story sure but it's i really appreciate just a strong female character that yeah you know has eventually is you know she's successful she's just mm. sticking it to these guys you know yeah, i yeah. just love that you know yeah it's great because uh, yeah. there's all these chauvinistic mm -hmm. you know egotistic males that are like mm -hmm. think they're all superior to chess players and she's just kicking their ass and it's awesome yeah it is it, it is great um i do think one of the one of the best parts about the show was you know i i love those 60s shows where they they really uh exaggerate well maybe not exaggerate because at the time perhaps it was as big but you know that that u.s versus russia cold war <laughs> uh rivalry right where the grandmaster is the russians you can't beat the russians are so good at chess you know um i, I love that kind of storyline to it as well whether it was exaggerated or not I, I don't know obviously it's a it's a um, made-up story but um i love those those plot lines i love that time period mm. i love the 60s i think mm. if i could go into any generation in america i think 60s is where it's at it's early 60s like it's also got to feel like that show mad men you know oh, yeah. like just smoking like, on airplane oh smoking on airplane <laughs> businessmen and big old chrysler cars and yeah. drinking drinking all the time like old fashions and like just people dressed in suits all the time yeah. now look at we i haven't put a suit on and over yeah, a year yeah. i'm a bum you know like right. you know it's just like i love that time period so it's, it's the slick the slick back hair everything, everything. was great in there I, mm. I think women's lingerie was was nicer back then too <laughs> <laughs> i have a thing for 60s women's lingerie <laughs> <laughs> that's next week's episode folks tune in <laughs> just throw it out there just throw it out there <laughs> I, I, I think I think it was done really well as well for something that was made in 2020. I think their representation of the 60s was was pretty flawless and oh yeah and Look. on point. It was it was amazing. Um, we we what? mentioned before the we started recording today about how, um, you know we have a young female lead and some of the other show another show that we reviewed uh, a couple of months ago now was normal people normal jesus christ you're struggling normal there people. what's uh, in that non-alcoholic beer you got there you dropped some tranquilizers in that 
um, yeah Jesus what is in this with uh, Daisy Edgar Jones and um, who do you like more good... who's what who do you like more Daisy Ed- Edgar Jones normal people or Anna Taylor Joy who are you more of a fan of oh I I think they're both excellent, right? I mean, they, they both did phenomenal jobs playing the, the roles they played. I, I would lean towards Daisy Edgar-Jones just because um, Normal People, to me, was a, a more... A show I could connect with more, I suppose, rather than um, this one. But for, for that reason, I would say Daisy Edgar-Jones. But I don't know. Is it a competition? I think it's... It's great that, that there's two of them out there. Um, if they're both up thing. for Emmys, who gets the Emmy for Better Actress? Poof. This, it is a competition in that, so we'll make it a competition. Uh, in America, everything's competition. I would give it to. <laughs> uh, I would give the Emmy if it was up there to Daisy Edgar Jones. Whoa. Who would you Whoa. give it to? Um. I would probably. Give I think I think her Edgar, role was more yeah. challenging to act. Yeah, I, I think, think she did it very well. But I I still think Anna Taylor Joy was nearly flawless for her role. So maybe oh, yeah. it's just the I'm writing really, and yeah. the and the part that she got to play. Mm. Um, I think I'm taken back because I like that kind of. I, I feel like when I'm if I was it's, to go out with Anna, it's the '60s lingerie. It's the '60s lingerie. It's I feel like I'm going back into time. You know, I could go back into time and I could be with a woman from the 60s if I could go be with Anna Taylor Joy and she'd be smoking and she'd be drinking her Pabst Blue Ribbon <laughs> she'd be drinking um, the PBRs and her redhead oh my gosh yeah I'll, I'll go with Anna Taylor Joy so you can you can go on a date with Daisy Edgar and I'll go with Anna Taylor but she has to dress up in clothes from the 60s or else we're not going on a date that's 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 my criteria when you listen to this Anna Taylor Joy. We can send we can send her a link to this podcast. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's worth noting that they're both um they're both I think a new look for an actress, right? They're both very just naturally beautiful people, right? Yes, Compared yes. to the the, not the fake kind of natural right, or the fakeness fake, that yeah, was, yeah. was 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 kind of taken over Hollywood before. I, I think it's I think it's great that um I think they're, I'll tell you what, they're really good uh, people for younger girls to look up to, you know, just because of that, that natural uh, side of things. I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about the men in the show? There was many male characters in Mm -hmm. the Queen's Gambit, where there was Paul Meskel, the main guy. Um, But let's just take the two main male characters. One was, um, Anna Taylor Joy's love was Jacob Fortune Lloyd. Um, Is he Towns? Yeah, Towns, Towns. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Dashingly I, handsome man. Yeah, I still would say Paul Mescal's way more handsome. So I'm gonna give it to Paul. I'm given. I I didn't realize we were going to be um, rating people <laughs> today. But, uh, I, I think I think Towns was very very handsome. Um. Who's Thomas, this other guy? Who's Thomas, Thomas Bernie? He's the guy. He's in Love Actually, and then he's obvious, and he's also in Game of Thrones. He's one of the guys there that's in the oh. woods, and he's your man yeah. that uh, wears the leather boots, the and jacket, hat. cowboy hat. I want to punch him so, in the face the entire show. You didn't like him? I couldn't stand him. What was his name of the show? Uh, Be- Benny. Benny, yeah, Benny. Benny. 
Betting in the Jets. Um, Get out of here, man. <laughs> I think um, I just can't. I I just can't look past the Game of Thrones. Like he still, he just looks like a child to me. Still, right? Yeah, um, I didn't, didn't didn't buy that. Like that he was like this older guy. He looks no. like he's thirteen. He does. He's yeah, supposed yeah, to be exactly. playing a guy in his twenties. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Mescal better win gets the win for the act uh, for acting, so uh, I would give it to Paul Mescal for the acting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. absolutely. So, um, what were your kind of just as we're kind of finishing up here? What were your what was your like your favorite episode, favorite mm. scene, anything that really you loved? Ooh, um, I I loved the early episodes actually um, when she was in the orphanage and how she would how she kind of got into chess learning it in the basement with the janitor i thought that was a that was a really touching couple of episodes you know um and i love how it came kind of full circle at the end where she went back to the orphanage and went down in there and saw that this this guy had been keeping like you know newspaper cutouts for years and just the 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 love and admiration he had for her i thought that was wonderfully wonderfully done um but you know having said that i enjoyed the 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 downfall piece right too because oftentimes the some of the greatest sports people or chess players geniuses artists right they often have a period in their life that was just dark depressing and they fell off the edge and i thought they portrayed that part um for her uh really well as well so i enjoy, i enjoyed that piece too how about you yeah i I was really gripped after episode two when he, she plays yeah. in high school. I was like, Oh, I'm yeah. in on this show 100%. And I, I think maybe a couple of those episodes kind of slowed down a little bit for me, but there is that kind of that downfall, but I love the ending because I think it is a powerful message of she does, you know, spoiler alert. She, she wins, mm. but it's really, she doesn't do it on her own. You know, like she right. cleans her act up and friends come back. Everyone's yeah. pitching in like, you mm. know, Towns is helping there. Like, it's just this really, really cool. Like it took, she couldn't do it on her own. I think that's an important mm. message for people in yeah. life. And then there's just this, honestly, there's like this connection and respect that she has with the Soviets. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and just the final scene was just pretty cool. I loved that. It was just, actually. She's yeah, like, yeah. screw this. I'm not going to go celebrate with the president and all that crap. I'm going to go yeah. play chess just with, with some the, old. The yeah. I, I would yeah. love to go play chess with some old men yeah. in Russia. Wouldn't you? I would get yeah. destroyed. But Moscow Moscow looked beautiful. How it was. Uh, done, that, done yeah. it? I want to go Got to put it on the list. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We'll get Putin a call, will we? Yeah. Any golf courses there? not feel the hong kong any chance you got anybody over it in moscow anyway, i'm sure i'm sure he knows someone who knows someone i'm sure um excellent well jp uh you grimaced your way through these couple of beers uh tell us how did you get on with our non-alcoholic ipa uh, we're uh, very i'm very hiccupy okay it is very carbonated it's carbonated. Um, it tastes like there is this initial taste of an IPA. Okay, mm -hmm. there is that, and then it tastes like burnt popcorn. Burnt popcorn. That's an interesting one. My taste on this is: you take sparkling water, you drop a number of coins in it, 
and then you drink it. And you know that kind of rusty, rusty yeah. coins. That that's that's what I'm getting from it. Uh, rusty coins, couple rusty nails, throw it in there, yeah. mix it around in a in a, like in a, like in a, a boot. Beer where where you know you yeah. can you get past it after a while, right? But you don't get past this. I'm nearly struggling to finish this. To be honest, I with will you. not drink the second one. Uh, how much were these beers? Now this is where it gets interesting. Uh, I think this should factor into our rating. This beer. <laughs> Was ninety seven cent. Oh, you're sick! Would you not? Come on, ninety seven cent. All right, I'm going. I'm getting the nicest non-alcoholic beer possible next week because we can't walk away going non-alcoholic beers are horrible. <laughs> Never, because all the people yeah. that are trying to like maybe that are struggling with alcohol, yeah. we're not right. giving them much hope in life if right. we walk away without any recommendations yeah. so we've got two weeks left and one of those we need to be doing proper one and then we need to get us to get a zero as well i think yeah um my, my thought though on 97 cent is sh- would you just be better off getting a coke or something if you were oh, yeah yeah why you know who's buying this who is buying this i i don't know people don't playing know. jokes on why would anybody no would drink this I don't know. I don't understand. It's horrible. Give it now a I feel there. less bad. Oh, I, I didn't think we could go lower than last week. <laughs> this is actually repulsive. Last week was just a waste of my money. This is making me feel ill. I'm going to give it a flat out zero. Oh my god! <laughs> because you're better off drinking water. Oh yeah. You're better off. I mean, you're always better drinking water. Is very good for you. You're yeah. You you you're better off drinking rainwater from the from the um, what's the thing that catches the gutters. Your, the gutters. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that you don't have to at least pay ninety seven cents for. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say just get a coke or just put coins in water and some burnt popcorn and just drink that. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same taste. You um, should tag them on Instagram. I don't think they'll like us. Uh, I'll give it a twenty just because. A 20? I, I don't think we've reached the bottom yet. What does water get for you? Uh, <laughs> I don't understand the question. <laughs> if I just gave you a pint of water and said rate that on a scale. Water? <laughs> exactly. Well, water, it, it tastes better than this, so. Exactly. A higher rating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway, next week we're coming with some good stuff, hopefully. If we can find it, if we can source it. We will. Uh, we will. That's a challenge. All right. That brings us to the end of another episode, uh, folks. Hope we haven't destroyed the Queen's Gambit for you. And uh, hope you listen to our advice and you watched it before clicking on this episode. And go get out and get some 60s lingerie. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Until we'll see next you then. week. Take it easy, JP. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.